more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are in the day or on the planet. We're here with Co-Housing Houston. So hi, I've got Shelly Parks here as a visitor, and I have Kelly, who is um, helping steer us technically and um, through the, the hurdles of interviewing uh, one of our favorite professionals in the co-housing community, Shelly Parks. So Shelly, I can't thank you enough for coming back. Do you realize this is number three in a series of three with you? Oh, I know. I'm so excited to be back with you. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're in the air now, which is our developer tells us a very important phase in the development of any uh you know, physical project. So that means that wood is coming up out of the ground, kind of akin to the seeds that we planted a long time ago or being, they're sprouting, they're growing up into the air. So we're framing. And now people are really starting to get serious. So all of those dreams are starting to crystallize as well as all the fears and the hopes and the aspirations. So um, I really wanted to talk to you about what is it really like. Now we're the the interest in what it's really like is becoming more and more acute. And I suspect that um, there's a lot of things that we could say about the business side of things and you know, talk about critical success factors and Excel spreadsheets that we should be putting together, but I'm really less interested in that today. I'd like to know about your personal journey. Well, maybe it's more like a roller coaster ride, but um, so, Maybe you could start a little bit and we're going to go, you know, tell us a little bit about your community, but we're going to kind of move through um, this retrospective with you. You came to us first time in season one with our episode number seven, telling us about your dreaming phase. So we're going to go back and touch on that for a minute and talk about, you know, kind of what were the emotions going on there. Then you came a second time. It was in season two. And episode number 24, where you were talking about kind of a slice of life. So you just moved in and we're going to go ask you to go back again. And again, we're going to probe a little deeper on the emotions. But now we're in season three and you are also post move in. So we want to catch up with you and find out, you know, what that has really been like. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Tell us a little bit about your community. Remind people and when you moved in, how many people are there, et cetera. Great. Well, thank you, Lynn. I have to say it's just such a joy to be with you both. Um, and, you know, it has been quite a journey. So it's fun to fun to share it and um, and and also have the opportunity to really think through. It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> And a roller coaster. <laughs> so it's nice to nice to think through it. So a little bit about our community. So we um, are 30 households here in Anacortes, Washington at Skagit Commons. Um, we have, I think it's right about 42 people. Mm -hmm. um, we opened, we had a little bit of a phased move in. Um, um, a, half of our homes were finished last September. So half of our community moved in very quickly then. 
Um, and then the other half, which my husband and I were part of, our homes were not available to move in um, until January. So we have half of our community that's been here now almost a year. And then the other half of us um, are coming up on a year, um, it, you know, and we have a few more months. So it's been, um, yeah, a little bit bumpy moving in. Um mm. But we are now all here. It's amazing. Um, but it's also been, we've learned a lot. So yeah, yeah that's, that's that where sounds, we're at. It sounds yeah. heavy, heavily laden with lots of stuff. We've learned yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's too shelly of like where people were moving from. Because I think you all had a pretty dispersed group. Is that right? I mean, mm. people were just like moving, you know, across town. Yeah, exactly. We so Anacortes is north of Seattle, a little over an hour. So um, Charles and I moved from the Seattle area, but we did have many of our members come from all over the country. We had a couple from the East Coast and a couple from you know the Salt Lake City area. So um, we had people looking for co-housing and and moving from there. So that made some moves even more complicated for people. You know, those might be interesting people for us to talk to because we do have some parallels in that regard people uh, moving in from the actually both coasts to our yep. coast so well let's start then at the pre-move in dreaming phase when we talked to you in season one and you were talking about you know how you were feeling about why you had joined co-housing and I think the things that I'm I'm very interested in two two parallel tracks of thinking one is what were you worried about and what were you most looking forward to back then yeah, it'd be interesting for me to go back and listen to what I said in season <laughs> one too, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, Charles and I knew that we needed to dramatically downsize. So we did spend a lot of time thinking about, um, you know, what we needed to do ahead of time. It's interesting. I, I keep a journal that where it shows each year for five years so I've recently been, you know, looking back on that and I could see that, you know, over well over two years ago, I was carefully thinking through, um, you know, what was our storage going to look like? Because we did choose um, our smallest unit here at Skagit Commons, which is only 600 square feet. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of worry about that. Could we do that? That's a, you know, pretty small space. Um, and and you know so 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 it was both thinking through things but also dreaming right i spent a lot of time thinking about what colors i wanted my walls um and and a tip on that is we would buy those um you know the the canvases that people use for you know painting pictures right we would uh-huh. buy smaller canvases and paint them mm-hmm. colors you know kind of stick them up on the wall to see what colors we liked and mm-hmm. um so it was fun for me to think through um, what do I want my home to look like? Because I was thinking that this might be the last place we might purchase and live in, right? Uh-huh. So every other home we had ever purchased, we knew that we would be, oh, we'll be there, you know, five to 10 years, and then we'll probably do something different. But this one felt more um, solid. And, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to get it right the first time. I was also really excited about living with all of these people that I had formed relationships with. And of course, at that time, it was relationships over many, many of the times we were together, it was over Zoom. Yeah. Now we were going to move in together. (laughs) So there was a lot of excitement about that, but also 
um, you know, we still had a lot of work to do ahead of us of, you know, the few agreements that we hadn't yet finished and, um, you know, how would that work for us? We did decide that we wanted to be, you know, a community that was more focused on trust than having rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. And I was personally happy about that because Mm -hmm. I like the idea that um, we're all going to, you know, for me, I wanted to bring my best self forward. And I wanted to trust that my community members would do the same. But it was, you know, it's, it's hard because you don't really know the exact date you're going to move in. Yeah, we know. <laughs> right? Under construction, yeah. you don't know that date, you know. Yeah. You have no yeah. Idea. And you don't know, you know, if things are going to go smoothly. And there's there's just so many unknowns. And I think um, that we had to we had to, you know, all of us as community members, but even for myself, I had to be kind to myself, to my husband, mm. to my community members who were maybe worrying even more than I was and needed to talk about it because mm-hmm. sometimes that would, you know, kind of add to my worry. So, oh, yeah. yeah, I can so relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, that's that's probably enough of a load of worry and excitement. So if if there's nothing else that crosses your mind, then let's move into the, the action phase, you know, and this is where we last talked to you actually was in season two, episode 24, where you talked about the slice of life. Mm-hmm. I do remember that there was some little um, phased approach to things as you just you know, illustrated. In fact, we actually use your community as an example of you could get stuck because it was the elevator wasn't permitted. Was that, wasn't that your issue? Yep, exactly. We, yep. Things got delayed because of the elevator. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, forget that silly elevator. We're not interested in these things. Let's talk about the emotional side of this. So when you actually moved in that day, you know, t- what did that feel like? Yeah. So let me first give just a little bit of background. Sure, so sure. We, um, we, we ended up not having a place to live for a little bit. <laughs> and, and I probably talked about this on the other one, but we, um, you know, kind of even moved into our home a little bit in phases. So the day that we got our certificate of occupancy, you know, the day mm-hmm. when we knew, okay, this is now our home. Mm-hmm. Um it's like any move, you know, you can't find your towels, you know, know, where's, where, where, you know, you meant to pack your toothbrush in a place you could find it. So, you know, so I would encourage anyone that's getting ready to move into co-housing to do that quick Google search about how to prepare to move into a new place. Right. Okay. Okay. Tip number one. Yep. Um, Yeah. And I think um, the big thing that I remember that was really great for me was I had never lived in a brand new home before. Mm. I had never moved into a home that, you know, everything was shiny in the kitchen Mm. and everything was brand new appliances. And, you know, that was, that was actually more fun than I imagined it would be. Um, And I think, you know, now as I've yeah. Um, Did it like smell great? And, you know, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just new and shiny. And, and as I've, you know, had a lot of friends come visit and so many people will say, I've never lived in a house with brand new appliances. And, <laughs> and I thought about that and I thought, you know, that's really a unique opportunity. I think, to, you know, when you move into a brand new co-housing community, you get all new things. Um, 
And then of course the, 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 the stages of where to put things, Mm. um, again, you know, I felt like I was living in a home that I hope will be the last home I move into. So I had this sense that I had to get it right. But even though mm. that doesn't really make sense, right? Because, you know, you can always rearrange things. But I wanted, I really, I, I, I more carefully thought through things than I ever have on any other move. Um, the other thing that that was just really lovely was, you know, because so many of the community members were living here. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone was actually moving in, there was just so much positive community energy around, Oh, we've got another person living here. And, and so, you know, people bringing, you know, food or, you know, what do you need or stopping by or helping move something up the stairway or whatever, you know, just those little moments of of people helping was, was really heartwarming. Um, And, and it was so, so actually that's pretty interesting because we've heard from others who say, don't expect that your community members are going to help you move in. But it sounds like with this staged approach, that was a real plus for you guys. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, we didn't have everybody moving in in the same Mm. week or two, right? So So people had capacity to help each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's true. So what was it like you and Charles crawl into bed? Don't give me too much information, (laughs) but you turn off the lights and you're like, oh my God, Charles, we did it. We're here. Or was he just like, I'm so tired, I can't even talk yeah, to Yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I think the biggest issue is you realize, wait, we need to buy blinds, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, there was a lot of practical stuff, right? <laughs> the neighbors can see it. Um, so, yeah, I think there was a lot of practical practical stuff, but... Um, but there is that, that huge sense, you know, Charles and I had been part of Skagit Commons since the early days. So there was a very strong sense of like, ah, we did it. We did it. We're here. You know, we're here. Um, and, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot of hard work where we finally got to celebrate in it. What about some stories from your first week? Anything you mentioned, people bringing food, asking to help you move stuff up the stairs. Is there anything else that's kind of notable about the first week or so that you were surprised that you saw people out the window like you expected to? Is there? Yeah, you know, I will share. It was kind of funny. We all had to learn this. Um, so one of the things when we're all, you know, everybody's moving in, right? It's, you know, it's new. It's, you know, people, when you're brand new, you want to look in people's windows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walk by. <laughs> and you kind of realize that's a little weird, right? You know, but you're kind of excited because, and I love, you know, I love how co-housing that, that, the architecture of typically where they have the kitchens at the front and then mm-hmm. the private space in the back. So, you know, you have to learn, like, if you don't see the person standing there doing their dishes, don't like, you know, go up to the window and peer in. It's like, well, are they back on their couch? You know? <laughs> so, so I do remember talking with someone about, you know, the, the urge was to look in and you had to realize like, ah, eh, that's probably weird. I don't want to do that. So, you know, just as you walk by places, just keep looking forward. Don't. don't. Okay. That's a first. <laughs> I will remember this. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And everybody was talking about it, that it was like, you know, you wanted to do it, but yeah, you really shouldn't probably do it. (laughs) So, Oh my gosh. That is really cool. 
And what about, have you guys, you know, in that first period, did you guys do any kind of common meals yet? Or has that been later? Yeah, we actually, we had a little bit of a, uh, we had something wrong in our kitchen that took a while. So mm, Okay, so it wasn't part of your we, first move yeah. in. So yeah, that was yeah, delayed yeah. too a bit. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that can be yes. another uh, talk with us about common Yes, health. yes. No, I'm just kind of thinking of that first week, you know, as you're settling in and, and all that, you know, did everything fit? You know, were you happy with the choices you made? Did you feel yeah. really pleased? Yeah, well, I will say two quick things. One is if my husband were sitting here, he would say, be sure and tell people to, if they're worried about their furniture fitting, to just not bring it and go buy new furniture. <laughs> and when he talks with people, he will often say, go buy new furniture, you know, really? I think that that was a mistake that a lot of people made where they just felt like they wanted to bring their old furniture. And, you know, if you're in a brand new shiny place, if you can, if you can afford to, and you want new furniture, mm-hmm. this is a great opportunity to go get the, you know, like for me, I bought a yellow couch, right. was, which was mm-hmm. what is what my dream. Um, oh. And then I think, um, oh, I just lost my other train of thought. I had another thought on this. Oh, um, the other thing that was happening a lot, the first, it's still happening, but to me in the beginning, it was really, um, it meant a lot to me, all the impromptu meals that people would mm. gather for. So for instance, um, one of our neighbors was out, outside of our front door talking with Charles and he um, he's a, a single guy and I was just throwing together dinner and I realized I had a little bit of extra. So I said, mm. Hey, Sam, you want to just come to dinner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, and, and that, you know, happened other people inviting us like that too. So there were so many just impromptu dinner gatherings that mm. were very casual and fun and easy. And it really, made me realize how much we do bond over meals. Um, mm-hmm. Especially if, you know, sometimes at a dinner party, you know, there's so much effort put into making a really beautiful dinner party. And there's a lot of, you know, stress around that. I'm mm-hmm. talking for myself. <laughs> um, but these impromptu meals are just easy and fun and nobody, mm-hmm. you know, all the dishes don't match or whatever. Right. And I've, mm-hmm. I've really loved that. And that, that That's started funny. when we first moved in and continues. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Well, here we are now in the post move in. So we're in season three and uh, we've got you here again. And it's been what you said, you moved in in January, right? January of 23. So we're in month eight. So that's been seven or eight months. So how has, has this kind of sense of belonging, connectedness settled in? How's that evolved for you in the last seven months? Yeah. Thanks, Lynn. I really appreciate this question. Um, So I have a couple things to say around this. Um, The first one has been the feeling of the outside world and the co-housing world. So I'm really feeling like I'm living a bit in a bubble Mm. uh, because the outside world does think differently. Um, Let me give you a quick example. Mm. I had a friend, I was touring her in our storage area. And of course we have you know, the storage area, but nothing's locked up. The it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a storage area. This, the room is locked up, but the, but the storage area isn't. And I was walking her through and she, you know, she lives in the outside world. Right. So she was like, (laughs) you don't have like lockers that are locked up. Mm. And I realized like, 
no, this is co-housing, right? If anything, wow. I'll walk by and say, oh, they've got a cooler that maybe I could borrow. I should find out <laughs> whose space that is. And yeah. call them. But the sense of really trusting, you know, people. Mm. Um, here's another, just a, a quick story. So we have neighbors next door to us and they have the code to our door as we have the code to their door. Cause every once in a while we've had mm -hmm. to kind of help each other out, you know? And um, we had some friends over for dinner and all of a sudden our neighbor, Bob walked in carrying our wine glasses. <laughs> and I was like, well, why do you have our wine glasses? And he said, oh, sorry, because they had friends over for dinner the night before we were gone. And he said, <laughs> um, and we said, we remembered you had some extra glasses. So I came and borrowed some. I thought I'd better bring them back to you. <laughs> And I thought to myself, I had this moment in my head of like, oh, that is so cool. And then the yeah. second thought was in the outside world, yeah, that would never happen in a normal neighborhood, right? No. And, and in co-housing, I mean, obviously not all the neighbors would feel comfortable coming into our home and doing that, obviously. But our next door neighbors that were kind of, you know, I borrow a lot of things from them as they borrow mm -hmm. from us. That was just a totally, mm. he knew it was okay to do that. And I mm. was totally okay with that. And I, I think about the richness in that, that mm. I've never, I have never experienced that before in my life, that kind of trust wow. and, um, you know, sharing and openness. I've just never, and now, you know, Charles and I are going to be traveling coming up and they have some family members and their family members are going to stay in our place. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that's really okay, right? Next door, it'll be nice for them. Oh my gosh, this is so heartwarming. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. really, now I'm really longing, and I can see <laughs> yeah. Kelly. You can't see her, but she's like, "Yes, this is exactly what I've yeah. been talking about." <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to hear Shelly say it though, because sometimes I feel a little um, like people don't understand that 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 kind of thing happens in co-housing, and it's a really like nice and appropriate and wonderful, you know, relationship for everyone. Sometimes I feel like people look at me like, that's crazy that, you know, somebody mm. would just walk in and borrow the wine glasses or, right. you know, what I mean? so I'm very grateful to hear you say it out loud, Shelly. Oh yeah. Goodness. Yeah. And I, I think it's such a great example of what I just mm. said, right. The, the co-housing world versus the outside world. It's very hard mm. to imagine this kind of life outside right Ooh. so but I think yet we long for it um yeah yeah oh my gosh wow yeah. Shelly I love this I'm yeah <laughs> I I don't know what else to say I you've just sort of created this really um kind of a very deep longing again I mean I feel like we get so busy working on the business of getting ready for co-housing that we sometimes have a lot of words that we say in our introductions and we think about, but I think what you've done for me here today is to really, to kind of really awaken a deep seated uh, feeling about this that it's, I haven't really thought about in a while and just really good to get focused on what we're really up to here is trying to create that environment with yeah. our community. So I love it. That's the, that's the message, isn't it? Shall I? I mean, it's that you came from, you know, this time of a little bit of, you know, chaos and worry, you know, fretting, are things going to fit in? Or am I going to be able to, you know, get this, get the relationships together, kind of make every, make it all work. And then, and then kind of the chaos of actually moving in and kind of starting to see it. And then this just kind of landing of landing into a, um, network of relationships that keep you 
afloat and keep you grounded. I guess you can't be grounded and afloat. Plus we've mentioned in the air. We're yes, you can. yes, you can. Yes, you can. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Kind of like, yeah. You know, you've come out of this period of a lot of work and, mm. and a little bit of chaos into a place that's actually very peaceful and rich. Mm. I think that mm. that's, yeah. that's what I've heard. And, and I, I think it's, you know, it's important. I mean, even for me, as I tell this, you know, it's, there's also challenges, right? You bring a group of people together that have had a dream together for years, and now you all throw us into the, mm-hmm. the reality of it. There, you know, there, there have been challenges and, and, but I think that commitment that we have mm. to trying to work through it is what's different, right? You know, it's, nobody is throwing up their arms and saying, I'm never going to talk with you again, you know, yeah, like, yeah. or, you know, you might mm. that definitely there, you know, there are frustrations and people, you know, are learning. I just heard my husband telling, um, we had some friends stop by for a visit this morning and I heard him talking about how he's had to really um, learn, you, you know, he's had to learn and grow, you know, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, you know, he's never really been in a, in a situation where he's had to really feel like he's had to work on that. And, mm. and you know, I, I joke that, that, you know, I, I, so I keep wanting to start a blog post that says, can co-housing save a marriage? <laughs> and it's not that my marriage was in trouble, but I think that yeah. it's, really amazing to be in co-housing um as as a couple because um you know we're learning so much about each other too in community mm. together for over 30 years so now to actually be in community together has been really great actually oh so. my gosh I love that I've wondered about that aspect that could be a whole nother podcast that's a know? whole nother one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, because you worry that you might get so involved with all these other people that you're going to forget to be involved in your marriage. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's like when you have a bunch of kids running around, you know, you just get all involved in them and you're like, oh, wait a minute, who are you? So yeah. well, there's this also is- the dimensionality of, uh, for me, it was all the kids running around and your marriage and it's all lived large in community. You're mad at your kid and you're like storming home and your kid's mad at you and yelling at you. And it's all happening in front of your house with in a car and nobody can. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you, Shelly. Was there was there anything else we should have been talking about today? This just feels absolutely perfect. Yeah, I don't think so. I just want to thank you both again for inviting me on. I it's um I really really happy to be living in co-housing so it means a lot to me to be able to share it with with people so thank you thank Thank you. you thanks for stopping by today we're so glad you clicked on our episode for more information about our project, Co-Housing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about co-housing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Co-Housing Houston.